0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick?
1: We got our week two starts and sits.
0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Oh, what is popping, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me, as always. What's up? What's popping, my dude? How we doing? How we doing on oh, this I'm fine doing, I'm doing Thursday afternoon, Thursday morning, Thursday whatever date. whatever time of day you're listening to.
1: And is already football again tonight. It's nonstop action.
0: As, hey, you know, I, the only thing I wish there was more games.
1: Uh, yeah, a I little bit. A whole but, week. I mean, if there's more games, like, I feel like. No, we would be absolutely overrated. attacked by people we know because we'd just be sitting in our basements or, or living rooms or whatever. Or all day. In all day. You know, our all day. rooms all, all day, day just all watching day. football. It's so. probably a good thing. that's not Don't all we all do all that time. already? Yeah, we're not supposed to tell people that.
0: Oh. Sure. <laughs> um, We got a lot to get to in this episode. We're going to do our starts and sits for week two as preferenced earlier. Or referenced earlier. And we're also going to give you our 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 big time start on the defensive side of the ball, off the top of our heads. That's oh yeah, for, that's for Love Rick. It. Um, before we jump into that, check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at theffchamps on Instagram at the fantasy champions. You can like us at Instagram on. Oh, hold on a second. Did I say Instagram already? I have no anyway. idea. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions. If you're listening on Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications and leave like, and comment down below your, uh, I guess any questions you have in terms of starts and sits for the week. Before we get into this a uh, quick word from our sponsor. All right, let's go. So let's talk about our week two starts and sits. We're going to start with the starts and then we're going to go to the, uh, what did we do last week? Did we do starts and then sits or did we go by position?
1: I think we did. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember can't either. Remember.
0: All right, we'll just do the starts first. Ah, you know, we'll go with the boring ones first. We'll do the sits first. Changing my oh, mind sits, mid-show. Okay. Because okay. I feel like those are the boring ones and the fun ones are the starts. Those are the positive ones. That's true. Um, so we'll start with quarterback at the sit area. Uh, we're going to tell you to sit Derek Carr. Tell us why, Rick.
1: Um, You know I like Derek Carr. I think he had a solid week one. Not really fantasy wise though. He only had one touchdown. I think that's kind of the thing with Derek Carr. He's a good NFL quarterback. Fantasy wise, he's just not really the best because he doesn't throw for a ton of touchdown. I mean, yeah. fantasy is all that. It's stats. like an easy for a pick for sit. Yards.
0: What is it? I said it's like an easy pick for a sit.
1: Right, yeah. Um, and he's up against the Saints on Monday Night Football. They had yeah. two interceptions on Tom Brady. That defense is legit. Um, they have always been, I mean, not always, but the last few years have really developed into a very solid defense. Um, it's a prime time game as well. Uh, it doesn't seem like, if Tom Brady and that Buccaneers offense kind of struggled, uh, I don't think Derek Carr is exactly going to light them up. Yeah, uh, So it's just a tough matchup for Carr. He's not... He's not really someone that you're starting every week, anyway. Yeah, um, even streamable if you start option. him this week against a good matchup, uh, it, so it, it's a pretty easy one to, to bench Derek Carr this week.
0: I think for me too. It's like I, I feel like in in our home league, we had somebody who owns him and <clears throat> starting him. I think. I think yeah, right. and, and starting him. So hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> so I think he's playing me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's playing me actually. Oh really? Oh, I don't know.
0: I don't. I don't remember. But anyway, I haven't looked at. Yeah, I think for New Orleans, you know, it they they have had a much more improved secondary, and for me, it's it's. I think it's less about, like, I I think it's less about the fact that New Orleans has a good secondary, more about the fact that I feel like the Raiders are just gonna like tuck and run the entire game. Um, Probably yeah, and Josh Jacobs will probably go ham, but. Um, I, I just don't like Derek Carr is just, he's not, we talked in the offseason. We talked in the offseason a lot about how your quarterback needs to have the ability to rush the football. And I think you're going to see as the season goes along that there are some players that fit the mold, like Ben Roethlisberger yeah. this week. He had what? 24 fantasy points, something ridiculous like that. And he had, he had a really decent week on Monday night football, but, uh, he didn't need to rush it. And so sometimes you get quarterbacks who will do that. Um, and then other quarterbacks are just not like, he's going to throw for 200 yards and a touchdown, maybe two, and he'll get you between 15 and 16, maybe 17 or 18 fantasy points against new Orleans, but it's not going to win you a game. So it's like, and for me, it's like, you know, and then when you have the downside of new Orleans, having the ability to turn the ball over, like you mentioned, Derek Carr could, you know, throw 250 yards and two touchdowns, but he also could throw two picks, which limits his ceiling, you know, and he's not rushing to get that back he's he's you know so he already has a pretty low ceiling i think it's going to be a little bit tougher of a week for Derek carr against new orleans so i would definitely sit him this week um you know I, he's going to be he's going to be a guy that is rarely startable to be honest with you
1: yeah i mean he had he didn't have even have a bad week it was against a good matchup and he only scored i think 14 fantasy points right so against the saints it's just not worth not worth the start
0: right um the second guy on our list, running back James Connor versus Denver. I will also throw in there, Benny Snell, if he starts or any Steelers right. running back that plays in this game. Yeah. Right exactly. now, James Connor is. They're they're saying that he is he's he's he might play Sunday. I, we don't know. It's right now. It's up in the air. So I don't know if James Connor is going to play after his injury. But if Ben, if you picked up Benny Snell off the waiver wire this week. Um, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna plop him in my lineup right away. I would, I wouldn't do that. I would wait on the Pittsburgh Steelers running backs um, this week. Denver played off against the um, the Titans, and you might be thinking, oh, they gave up 110 rushing yards to Derrick Henry. You know, I, he also had 31 yeah. carries.
1: In was, the and game. They actually shut him down. I mean, especially if you watch the game, Derrick Henry was getting hit all over the place. I think he rushed for 3.6 yards per carry. Yeah. So they did a very good job defending Derrick Henry. And um, right. they, they ha- they're they not the best defense, but they're not the worst either. And they have a very solid run defense. Um, so it's not good anyway. And not to mention yeah. the fact that we really don't know what's going on in that Pittsburgh backfield. Is James Conner hurt? Um, is he the right. starter? If he's healthy, or right. do they want to give Benny Snell options? It's just there's a, so many question marks that if you just have a better, more safer, secure option, go with that. Um, because right. even, even if – like you think Snell's going to start how good is he going to do against the Denver rush defense so it's there's there's way too many question marks to start either one of these guys
0: yeah for this uh, week i would i would agree with you there and i think i think the other thing too is especially if it is james conner this week mm-hmm. I, he looked bad he did in his last against game against the giants it, when he was, was on the was field not- and that was right against the giants it's I don't know about James Conner. I, I liked him going into the year, but I, you know, the second he left the game, and they had Snell in, I think he ran like fifteen times for a hundred yards, and you know something like that. And like <laughs> yeah. Benny Snell was out there destroying the Giants' defense, and James Conner couldn't figure it out. So he just doesn't look like the same quarterback. That I mean, the same running, running back. <laughs> yeah, I tried to correct myself before you did. Uh, He's not the same running back that he was when he was playing with um, or not playing with, but when he was in his uh, early part of his start, starting career. So um, his first season, he was very good taking over for Le'Veon Bell. But since then, he's just nothing but injuries and bad play. Um, So at this point, like I would even say he he might be somebody that, you know, you can't even sell him because he's too low, but like. I, w- I don't want him on my team anymore <laughs> if that's the case no,
1: I mean I, I really if i I don't have Connor in a, I have him in one league actually in a dynasty league but I can right. kind of afford i have a deep bench in that league um and I'm not gonna be start, he's gonna be just sitting on my bench. I don't I really don't want um much part of James Connor right now yeah when Snell took over he he had 19 carries for 113 yards right um, and Connor had six carries for nine yards so wow big difference there. Um, so even if Connor does start this week, yeah, uh, how long is he going to be to start? How many carries is he going to get to? They might split, so it's just not a great situation, fantasy wise, at least for this week. I yeah, mean, if if Snell goes up and gets another twenty carries for one hundred and ten yards, mm-hmm. then I mean he, he's going to yeah. become a real solid fantasy option. Um, but as of right now, for this week, I'm not starting either guy.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, at wide receiver our set of the week is Sammy Watkins. Um, and, uh, you know, coming off an impeccable week one performance against the Houston Texans who aren't really known for their defensive prowess at this point uh, right. with the exception of JJ Watt. Um, you now see Sammy Watkins going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they have a very good defense. They held, um, this week they held, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember who they played. It's lost on me. And I watched what team, the, whole the game. Chargers. Yeah. The Bengals. Thank you. Um, yeah, they held the Bengals, which is not a hard thing to do to 13 points, I believe. Um, yep. but, uh, Sammy Watkins is their glorified slot receiver. Um, and Tyler Boyd had a lot of trouble this week getting going in the game. Yeah. So, uh, I would I would expect that Sammy Watkins would would face that same uh, kind of hardship, at least in the early portion of the game, because uh, they had a they had a pretty easy go about it when it came to shutting down Watkins. Right, so, right. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, shutting down uh, Tyler Boyd. So Watkins against Los Angeles, I would definitely sit him.
1: Yeah, no, um, my brain's not functioning it, today. <laughs> you're just tired. It's OK. <laughs> Happens <laughs> to the best of us.
0: Um, I'm ready for football, but I'm like gonna fall asleep in the middle of this. Yeah. It's, it's a horrible game, by the you way. Were, Just... You
1: were You had a, you had a long day at work. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know if it means much, but Sammy Watkins last year when he played the yeah. Chargers, they do have a very good defense, a very good secondary, um, even without uh, mm. uh, Derwin James, um, who is injured. But uh, last season when he did play against the Chargers, he had two in one game. He had two catches for 26 yards, yeah. and then the other game he had one catch for eight yards. So, he was absolute garbage. The the Chargers were very good at locking him down. As you said, they did a good job defending Tyler Boyd this past week. So, if Watkins plays a slot, I think the Chargers have... It seems like they have success against slot-wide receivers so far this year. Right. Um, even though it's only been one game. And also the fact that Watkins had a monster week. And like we said on our show uh, about our trade targets, um, trading away Samuel Watkins. But... Yeah. Um... He, he's had big weeks in the past and then just totally crapped the bet after that mm-hmm. um I I would not trust Sammy Watkins at all anyway even if he was in a good matchup but the fact that he's also in a bad matchup yeah. just makes it 10 times worse I'm not I'm not going right. anywhere near Watkins this week
0: okay um and then the final like the final sit of the week that we have is uh Gesicki versus the Bills um I think you also had another one Evan Ingram or no who was it um
1: uh no I I said no font against um
0: yeah which is not a bad one the either yeah uh,
1: I'll just quickly say why I think that um because there's a lot of hype for him I love no font I have him in our home league I have him in a dynasty league I, I like no font a lot I just think he's going to struggle this week against a, a very good Steelers team that's shut down Evan Ingram mm-hmm. has Mika Fitzpatrick they're a very good defense anyway might be a top five the league um they, they, that defense is very solid and there's a lot of hype for Noah font he had a great week but with cortland sutton coming back too it's just a lot of things trending down if you have a better option at tight end I'd rather go with that option over noah font
0: agreed I was and gonna say it Mike
1: suck versus the bills you um, thought
0: you thought it was a little bit uh you thought it was a little bit of a hot take to to put him in there but it
1: was, just because there's a lot of hype because he had a big he had like seventeen fantasy points and a half TPR i think so he had yeah. a good game. Um, but just like he's gonna go up against a real tough matchup this week,
0: yeah. So, to our real one, Gasicki against the Bills. Um, he's he's in Buffalo, not that that matters when there's no crowd, but we get the picture. I think it's in Miami, actually. Oh, is it in Miami? I yeah, thought it was, I it thought is. it was in Buffalo. All right, whatever, doesn't really matter. Um, Gasicki, Gasicki, uh, I love you know how much I love Mike Gasicki. Yeah, and yeah. without without Devonta without, Devante, without De- <laughs> I, I really yeah, TJ Hawkinson, man, I needed the roster space. Um, so Gasicki, he, I think he had five targets. I uh, believe I think, he had yeah, five targets. Five targets. So, um, the big thing with Gasicki is that I was a little bit discouraged by the fact that they had Preston Williams out there and they had, you know, um, Devonte Parker out there and they threw thirty something times and they still. Didn't get the ball to Gasicki more often. Um, what I did notice is when you look at the snap percentages and totals in the game, he was out there for a lot, a lot of time, um, and most of it was in the slot. He was not lining up as a tr- traditional tight end for a majority of the game. So he is essentially their slot receiver, um, right? And that's where he's going to run a majority of the time. The thing that concerns me more specifically about Gasicki is that he is playing one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, his quarterback was trash last week in Houston. I mean, um, Houston, Miami couldn't move the ball at all, really. Um, so, yeah. I feel like there's gonna it's gonna take a little bit this season for Gasicki and this offense to kind of get rolling um, like they did last time. Um, but I, the thing that makes me slightly nervous about calling Gesicki a sit this week is the fact that, and I like to give it to you straight and give you all the facts, is that the fact that Devontae Parker might not play this week mm, because right. of his, or Devontae, is it Devontae Parker or Devonta?
1: Parker? Yeah. I don't know. what I think it's Devontae.
0: Um, but Parker's not going to play, might not play this week, which means that that would open up target share for Gesicki in the game. Um, right. But against the Bills, I mean, if if Parker doesn't play... I would not be surprised if if they move, you know, their corner to the inside to try to cover Gasicki because I'm not nervous about Preston Williams at all, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, Preston Williams did have the most targets. He had seven targets um, in week one. That was partly because Parker, I think, went down in the second quarter. He had four targets in the first two quarters, four catches as well. Um, But if Parker's not there yet, I think Gasicki could get some targets. Um, That would be kind of... Thing to pause about and keep your eye on, and for that situation. But if Parker does play, I'm definitely not starting guysicky against the Bills. It's a very tough matchup, just like it mm-hmm. was against New England. And against New England, he only had three catches on five targets. he's going to be solid this year. It's just going to be based on matchups. Right. Um. Against against tough teams like this, it's just not worth the start. Uh. So yeah, I, I am kind. Of, that is a good point, though, with the Devonte Parker injured, because if Parker is out and and the Dolphins are going to be trailing in this game like they 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 will throw the ball about 30 times again and other than Preston Williams like Miles Gaskin had like four targets right, right, Stephen right. Grant had four targets and Isaiah mm-hmm. Ford had, three, had four targets so right. th- those guys are all going to get a small amount of targets Preston Williams will get some targets but that still leaves like five to ten targets for Gasecki if Parker's not there so right. that that is something to keep your eye on but if Parker plays Gasecki's definitely the set of the week
0: yeah um agreed Uh, Let's move on really quickly to our starts of the week. Um, Starting with quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Oh yeah, Jimmy G. Jimmy G's back on our start list. And he will never, I feel like he will never, ever be a start. Like every single week. I know. (laughs) I think we've crossed that bridge where Jimmy G is never going to start for my fantasy team every single week. Sorry, Jimmy G. You can't do that. But he is a good stream matchup this week against the New York Jets. Um, yeah. If you own him, I would slide him unless you have somebody ridiculous ahead of him. Um, I was doing yeah. my I wanted to pull it up really fast, but I was doing my quarterback rankings for week one today. And I came across Jimmy Garoppolo and I was sliding him up the board pretty consistently. Um, I i had him at 12. Um yeah. So the only guys that I'm starting ahead of him at this point, I might move Are him like past the big Brady. Like Lamar, right, but it was Watson, yeah. Rodgers, Ryan, Brees, Wilson, Murray, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Mahomes, uh, and then Jackson. So if you're in a 12 team league and you need a streaming option and your quarterback sucks. Or um,
1: if your quarterback has a really bad matchup this week or something.
0: Right. I would go, I would go with Jimmy G. So I think the Jets, they're like last, last week they, they were atrocious and this week they're going to be atrocious again. Um, I know Jimmy G doesn't have some of his weapons and that is a very large concern. Um, But I think this is a game where you can comfortably put him in and, and get 20 points out of him. The only concern I do have is that, San Francisco has this way about playing where if a team can't keep up with them, they just kind of just pound the ball on the ground and get like a big lead on the ground. And then Jimmy G like upsets. And I noticed I picked him as a start a bunch of times last year. And that just kept on happening, which is so friggin' frustrating. So that could be a situation this week, but I really do believe that Jimmy G is going to get 20 fantasy points this week.
1: Yeah, I think he'll get, he'll get about 20 points. I think that might happen, Um, but the jets are so bad that, they could rush like three. They could have like three rushing touchdowns and still have like two two passing touchdowns as well right, for right. Jimmy. Um, I think he's going to have a similar week as he did last week, which was around like nineteen to twenty fancy points. He might even have a better week against the Jets because the Jets are so putrid. Like they are awful without Jamal Adams now, mm-hmm. um, and that defense was not good anyway. It was like average, and they lost by far their best player on defense. Or just best player in general. So it is a bad matchup. I mean, or a good matchup, I should say, for Jimmy G. Um, Kittle right now, I think, is questionable. But the last report that I saw is they're going to not have him practice all week, but they plan on him being available for week two. So that would be good news if he does play. But I think he played half the game without Kittle. I'm pretty sure Kittle got injured at some point and left the game. when He had that ankle injury. Uh, And also Brandon Ayuk, uh, I think, is expected to make his debut this week so that's that's going to help the wide receiver room which was not good grappolo i mean if you watch the game he wasn't he missed some throws but against against the jets he he should absolutely be a start
0: yeah yeah totally agreed um let's move on to the running back david mop Gumery. uh he is facing the new york jets now Last week, he had seven fantasy points, but he also and he only had 13 carries and it was because they were in a bad game script for a majority of the game. But what you did notice in that game was that David Montgomery was a lot more efficient this year. Last year, he had a hard time every single game getting over four yards to carry um, on Sunday against the Detroit Lions in his 13 carries. He had four point nine yards to carry. Um, in a Browns offense, in a Matt Nagy offense that doesn't really have success running the football on a regular basis, in Montgomery, I'll, I'll tell you, he did not have success last year running the football. Um, no. To get 4.9 yards a carry is very encouraging. Very, very encouraging. So he may not have had the best week last week, but I expect him to go out this week and have a really great game. Last year, he had one game, I believe it was 1-2 three four games over four yards to carry on the entire season oh. and uh or i'm sorry i missed two it was like six games over um so there was 10 games where he just didn't get over and there was like several games where he had one or two yards to carry which is even worse yeah. so for david montgomery going up against the new york giants um it's going to be an easier matchup for him they don't really have much going for them uh they had benny snell run for 100 yards against them so yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. I think Montgomery's going to go out if they can find him some goal line work and some red zone work, he's going to have a really great game.
1: Yeah. It's a great matchup for Montgomery. And he's also a player that, you know, you might be like, Oh, he didn't have a good week one. And I don't really love the player anyway, because mm-hmm. nobody other than you really does. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a it's a fantastic matchup, and he's gonna yeah. have a better week than people think, and mm. people are gonna be sleeping on Montc- Montgomery this week. But against the Giants, you know, Benny Snell, like like you were saying, he rushed for uh, 19, uh, 113 yards on 19 carries, about six yards a carry, five point nine five to be exact. Yeah, uh, if he can do that, I think Montgomery can rush for about five yards a carry, like he did past this past week. Right, um, and if he does that, I think the Bears will probably in a positive game st- script against the Giants, or yeah. like, better so than they were with Detroit, where they were losing the entire game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so if he gets some goal line work as well, like you were saying, he he's in line for like a, a 90 yard rushing game with about a t- with a touchdown this weekend, maybe like two catches, yeah, which is going to be very very solid RB two, high end RB two, low end right right.
0: Um. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I agree with all of that too. Hollywood Brown is our next wide receiver, Marquise Brown, um, Houston. Another we talked about Houston uh, several times on our on our previous starts and sit show, I believe, um, and we talked about Houston on this episode of Sa- how Sammy Watkins torched them because they suck. Um, Houston's doesn't have a really good pass um, defense, so. And Hollywood Brown, I think, had 13 fantasy points last week. One thing that I did note in the game on Sunday with the Ravens is that um, Lamar ran it less and he passed it more, which is impressive. And he continued to be efficient through the air like he was last year. If that trend continues, Hollywood Brown will get the opportunity through the air that I don't think many of us anticipated him getting if they were going to run it as much as they did. So against Houston, I mean, the guy if the guy gets eight or so targets, he, he is he is primed for not only success, but he also has the ability to create massive plays that turn into touchdowns. I this guy, I think he had 13 fantasy points last week. I think this week against Houston, he can do that and then score a touchdown and, you know, get himself into the 15 to 18 conversation. So he should be in your starting lineup if he's on your bench.
1: Yeah, I mean I agree 100%. Lamar had three passing touchdowns last week, none of them went to Hollywood Brown. Um I think against Houston he's probably going to have another another three passing touchdowns or around there and, and one of them <laughs> will ridiculous. go to Lamar. Um yeah. last time they played Houston last season, um Lamar threw for four touchdowns uh and dominated the Houston secondary and they really didn't do anything to get better. Um, I know they're against it was a tough matchup last week, but Mahomes torched Houston as well. Right, right, right. Uh Hollywood Brown, I think, is he's in line for he might not get a ton of catches, but he might get like four or five catches for a hundred yards again, like yeah. this past week. Mm-hmm. And then you could throw a touchdown in there on top of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um and then the final position that we have here is tight end Hunter Henry versus the Chiefs. This yeah, is a Rick. Maybe. This is a Rick draw. I don't believe in Hunter Henry whatsoever anymore.
1: Oh. I know you don't, but he had eight targets this past week against the Bengals, yeah. and I think he's going to get about eight targets again this week against the Chiefs. They're in a negative game script. They're probably going to be losing. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot in the second half. Yeah, um, I expect Henry to get another like seven, eight targets. Um, he had, in two games last season against the Chiefs, he was pretty solid. I think he had 13 points and 12 points mm-hmm. um, in both those weeks. I know a different quarterback, but and week one, he looked like the exact same player as he was with um, Philip Rivers. So he was one of the guys that what he was one of the only guys that didn't seem like he was affected with the quarterback change. Uh, so I I expect Hunter Henry to have another solid week. Um, I, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and get 30 fantasy points or anything, but for the, at the tight end position, if you're confused on who to start and you're, it's like Hunter Henry or Mike Kosecki,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you, I I would lean Hunter Henry for in line for a solid like 13 14 point week.
0: Okay, I like it. Um, I think Hunter Henry is good, but I'm not going to offer any more guidance on that.
1: That uh, that one's going to be on my shoulder. I mean, I think
0: I think the big I think the big thing is definitely that you know with Los Angeles, they they are not going to be able to run the football a in this game. Right, um, or they'll
1: they'll try in the beginning. They'll try in the beginning,
0: but Kansas City is going to be out to an early lead, and it's going to be a high scoring affair, for, at least for Kansas City. Um, so I feel like I feel like if this becomes a negative game script for um, the Chargers, then definitely Hunter Henry would have a big week. But that'll do it for this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. There you have it. Starts and sits for week two. Already in the books here. We're starting week two tonight. Enjoy the game. Don't forget to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we will talk to you on Friday with our news and injury reports. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at TheFFChamps.